the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 61 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and this week I am joined by Macaulay Jones. Macaulay Macca Jones is an Australian racing driver who competes in the Virgin Australian Supercar Championships. He's the son of Brad, he's the nephew of Kim and the cousin of Andrew Jones and he comes from a large history of Australian motorsports. In 2019, saw him compete in his first rookie year, obviously, and we had him previously as a guest and we caught up with him to see how was his first year in Supercar Championships. Next week, though, guys, before we get started, we have the lovely Sarah Higgs. She's physio to go. She works in the motorcycle community. We're talking about a physiotherapist, the role they can play at a racetrack um, with your fitness treatment, um, recovery, and lots, lots more. So stay tuned to next week's podcast, which we're airing Thursday at six o'clock. Uh, and throughout the show, Macaulay talks about uh, his love of fitness and well-being, and he is a part of our Motorsport Fitness Facebook group. So if you guys are interested in hearing some more tips and tricks from Macaulay, please head over to Facebook, search for Motorsport Fitness and join our Facebook group. But the link will also be in today's show notes, as will all of Macaulay's details to follow his journey and to sign up for his weekly blogs. Let's get started with today's show. All right. So, Mecca, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problems. Very excited to hear. How was your first year at Supercars? Yeah, I mean, um, I really loved it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was very challenging. It's definitely the hardest thing um, I've had to do in, in my life and, and my career um, to this point. So, Sort of, you sort of throw yourself in the deep end, thinking you're sort of half prepared, but you're really not um, at any case. But um, you know, I, I do that a lot of, with a lot of things in my life, so I, I really enjoy that process of it. And what do you think was hard? Was it obviously you come from a mechanical background to becoming a driver? How was that process of stepping down a little bit, or um, did it actually happen, or how did it all unravel? Yeah, it did happen a fair bit, actually. I didn't really do um, a whole lot of mechanicing at all, which was, um, at the start, I really struggled with. I, you know, I'm someone that I don't like sitting down. I don't, I don't love watching TV. I sort of, you know, after half an hour, I get bored. So um, I really struggled with it um, quite a lot. And, and now I'm sort of jumping back into a little bit more mechanicing, which has actually been really um, enjoyable to, to have that structure again. And um, and even got a project car halfway through the year to sort of play around with because I was sort of missing it a bit. So <laughs> um, I definitely filled in the time though, that's for sure. I mean, with the once the season starts, you just feel like you don't you don't stop, and it's um, you know you're traveling back and forth from from your home base, Albury, and and going to each race meeting, and and uh, you sort of don't have much time to sort of reflect. I mean, you you have your debriefs, and and then you know you you work with your engineer alongside and then do some sponsorship stuff and then you're off to the next next circuit again so it was um yeah it was very busy yeah fantastic yeah so what did you do like during the day like um to, to fill in that that extra time as you said obviously you'd race and then you'd come in have a debrief and then how did you overcome that i guess nervousness and uh, um 
the, the spare time between races? Um, I mean, with the, with the calendar last year, I mean, you, you really only had two weekends between each race meeting. And this, this year is a little bit different with three, but um, for, for, most of the, for most of this year's series. But um, it was, I mean, really, I just, I just did a decent amount of training. Um, I mean, I, I love doing my training regardless of whether I'd be racing. So that's something that I, I enjoy a fair bit. And, and I have a lot of structure around that side of things and, and doing the recovery. But um, you just, I mean, you spend a lot of time thinking, I think, you know, it's, um, you know, you're, you're always thinking about how it can be better or, um, you know, at, at the start of the season, um, it, I, I really struggled. Obviously, we had the first race meeting, which wasn't um, a very good one at all. And, you know, to bounce back after that, it, it took me a few race meetings to sort of find my feet. You know, we went to AGP and I think that's probably the hardest circuit on the, on on the calendar and um, really had to, to dig deep to, to work with that and, and just tried to keep going from weekend to weekend. I mean, yeah, so I was, I was super stressed after the third or fourth race meeting and, and really wasn't enjoying it just because we'd, you know, we'd had a big crash and we we're trying to get back on top of things. And, um, you know, I had to, I, I took a bit of a, a time to think and, and, you know, I ended up reading a book and, and that really helped me change my mindset for the year. And, um, just re it was a big reset for me and, and, you know, I started to, to really enjoy that process of learning and, and building on, on what we had. Yeah. So we'll go back to that Adelaide crash. Obviously it's the first round of this season. It was your first race, um, stepping up into the category one of the supercars here in Australia. So you had a massive hit, uh, crash. Um, well, yeah. Well, what was a mechanical defect at the end of the day? Um, how was your confidence after that? And, and he did just, just mention a book. Um, tell us a little bit about the book and, and what it was called and, and how it did actually help you. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Adelaide. I mean, it was the first race of the season and, and we missed it. Um, you know, we had a, we had qualifying on the, on the Friday afternoon and then a practice on Saturday morning and, and had a, uh, a break line, um, a brake line failure and, and it burst um, very randomly. We're not really sure if a rock hit it or whatnot, but, um, you know, it was on the fastest part of the track and, and it, yeah, so that pretty much put us out for that whole day and the guys did an awesome job repairing it, but it, it's, you know, that confidence hit. I think, uh, I think subconsciously it sort of has a bit of a hit for you. Um, I mean, the next day we made it out and, and raced, but the car was, you know, it was uh, a bit of a bitzer and, wasn't the nicest thing to drive so it's pretty much just circulate get points and and you know have the race there but um you know you really couldn't push the car just with it with it not handling too well and being a bit out of balance so um yeah, but but yeah i mean the next day i sort of jumped in straight into qualifying and and i didn't second guess it i mean i know the guys that work on my car really well and and i trust them so it's sort of just straight back to to what you had to do and and um jump in again and and i was pretty okay with that i mean um like i said I, I trust them a lot so um you know it's definitely not ideal and it definitely uh put us on the back foot especially trying to rebuild after the race meeting and heading to the next one it sort of stops the flow a bit um of where you're going but um and the book i'm trying to think what actually was the book <laughs> um it was chop wood carry water was the book um so it's like a bit of a mindset book, but it's a, it's about the process pretty much. And it's, and it, it, this is the book goes into what archery is. And I've read a few bit, a uh, few books on archery and it, and it talks about how you really have to um, be patient with it and, and just sort of keep chipping away, do the work. And 
And so um, overall for the year, what kind of learnings have you made um, about the main game? Um, I think the racing is, is one of the hardest things that you jump into. I think you, uh, every time you do the first two laps, I think that's the, that's where it separates a lot of people. For me, I really struggled with just getting through the first two laps quite cleanly and, and in position where you wanted to be. And, um, you know, and then passing is a whole other story. I mean, everyone is so close, especially throughout this year, it was through 2019. The, and, you know, it was quite often just a second between everyone and, and then trying to find your way around these people that have the same break markers just about as you is, is really difficult and, and trying to extract everything you can out of the car in that aspect. And, um, you know, from the Super 2 to the, to the main series, I mean, your tyre management is so much more important. You've, you've got pit stops thrown in there and it's really like trying to manage how, how you can just get all these little tiny one percenters a little bit better and, and then build that relationship with your engineer, which I think is um, something that's super underrated or, or not talked about too much. I mean, it's, it's building your team around you within your team, I think. And, and um, that's something that I've always worked really hard at. I mean, I know I, I know everyone in my team um, for years now because because I did work uh, as a mechanic at the team and and that really helped me but um, it's something that you st again you're still working out what language you speak to each other and and then talk about the severity of changes or or um, you know adjustments that you do need through the race. Yeah fantastic and so how much time do you spend um, working on the car now versus your off-track um, stuff with sponsorship and building your brand and yeah, I think it's. Um, I think you're, you're sort of always building off off track um, with your branding stuff, and and that can, and and that's a that's a whole other rabbit race. I mean, I think it. I find it very difficult in motorsport to be able to build your brand too much, because we do have these certain partners or sponsors um, within you, and, and they sort of expect things from you. It's you know, it's not like um, your motocross or something where those guys get sponsored by monster and they get a bit of free range where they can sort of create their own ideas and, and their own image and, and go from there where, you know, somewhere like Penske, if you, if you look at the Penske drivers, they're very clean cut. They've always got the shirts tucked in. Sometimes they wear white shirts and stuff. Like you wouldn't catch me in a white shirt. Like it would not, <laughs> not work at all. I don't own white shirts. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from Aubrey and I'm a mechanic. So you know, I'm a bit of a grub in that way, but, um, you know, it's just some some sponsors have that. So the the building the brand off the track has it's been something that I've been working with. But um, you know, it's it again, it is hard to tie in sometimes with certain sponsors and whatnot. So um, that's definitely definitely a challenge. But the the working um, at the doing some more mechanicing work this year. Like I'm even going to the twelve hour um, to do some mechanicing work up there actually. So. Fortunately, not driving, um, but it's, you know, that's an expensive race meeting, um, that's for sure. And, and my budget goes towards the supercars that we, that we create there. And um, so I figured I like being around race cars and, and why not you know, do it in that way? And the last time we spoke, you were doing a lot more on YouTube. Have you still continued to do your own social media throughout the last 12 months? Or have you now got somebody working with you, an agent or... No, I'm doing my own stuff really. Um, and I enjoy like the YouTube stuff slowed down a lot. I mean, with it's hard with supercars, you're not allowed to show a whole lot. Um, you know, they, you can't show anything on track. And I found it like I, I did a couple of videos throughout the year and, and um, it, I rewatched them before I would send them out and, and I didn't end up sending them out because it's, it's so hard to follow with, with it when you can't show any on track stuff or I would chat about something and, 
had no footage to back it up with sort of thing because you you know you're restricted so that was something that I, I struggled a little bit with um, I would like to do a bit more behind the scenes which um, I'm looking into to doing a couple um, which will which will be fun I really enjoyed that side of things and and really like giving that insight um, to different people and um, but yeah all the social media stuff I really just do myself I think if you've you know, if you follow me on Instagram or, or whatever, like I'm super real with it. I, you know, I try and be as real as possible. Like, you know, I follow a few people that have been pretty fake and I just, you know, I tend to unfollow them pretty quickly. I don't, you know, I, if I don't get value from someone I follow, then I'll probably unfollow them. Like I'm not, I'm not really yeah. afraid of that. So I don't, you know, I try and spend the least amount of time on Instagram or something that I, I can instead of wasting time. Um, so yeah. So is that the best place to follow you over at Instagram? Is that the, the platform you're really concentrating on now? Uh, still yeah, probably the most. Um, you know, I have got some really good ideas for some stuff that I want to do throughout this year, but it's um, just trying to get someone to film it and, and having that time. But um, yeah, I, I really like Instagram. I just like it's simple. It's, you know, it's pretty easy to get photos and, and um, yeah, I enjoy that platform and, and then, yeah, picking up some of the email subscription type thing where that's just, you know, I like writing down thoughts and whatnot and, and uh, that's just pretty much whatever comes to mind and I, and I have either a bit of a rant about it or, I, you know, just, you know, shoot it, shoot whatever I feel like talking about. Yeah, so you have recently started a new weekly blog um, and what kind of content you're just saying, it's just like random stuff, rants, um, vents, sorry, uh, rants, um, but things that are like, I found them really great, insightful and they're like quick reads. Um, mm. why did you want to start the blog? Um, I don't know, really. It was, I, I follow a couple of people where they just send, they send daily emails. I mean, I don't want to do daily. I don't think, but, um, I don't, I don't have that routine where I can do it daily. I don't think, um, but I really enjoy it. Just, it's, um, it's, you know, that's exactly who I am. And sometimes I have random things go through my mind and sometimes it's to do with training or mindset. And sometimes it's to do with racing. Um, sometimes like one night I had one that was, um, what I learned about having a mullet, like it's, um, and you know, you can learn little things along that way. And, and, um, you know, I like to share that. I mean, some, some people in supercars and, um, you know, some super fans or whatever, they, they like a bit more insight than, than what you get. I mean, there's a few drivers in the field that I wouldn't even know anything really about um, behind the scenes. But if you want to learn more about me, then it's, I feel like it's pretty easy. You know, if you, if anyone ever wants to send me a message, I'm probably going to get back to you. If, um, you know, I'm a pretty forgetful person. I, you know, I forget to message my dad back all the time, but I don't mean it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't, you know, I, as, as much as we are in the spotlight, I don't, you know, I like just being me. <laughs> Yeah, just being real, being your authentic self. Yeah. And so if people are wanting to follow that journey, um, apart from Instagram, obviously the link will be in the, the show notes. And um, we'll also have the link to join up to the newsletter. But is that just on your website or is that through Facebook? There's a link there as well? Yeah, it's mostly just through Facebook. I don't even have a website. I sort of think um, in some ways they're a little outdated, but I think if you really wanted to find it, you'd probably find it just on Instagram or Facebook. Like it's pretty easy if you type my, my name in there, you'll find it. and. Um, and yeah, that's just something I really enjoy and, and, you know, I hope that people kind of find some of them funny. I think it's a bit more lighthearted than, than some of the things that come out. But, yeah. And like you said, though, it's a great insight into, um, like the team. I think this one was about working with your team and how hard it is. Um, one being a family sport, being a family team owned yeah. sport. 
your dad, your uncle. Um, yeah. um, but, but being from an employer perspective as well, now becoming a driver. So, I, you know, I think all those insights are awesome. So keep them coming. Yeah. I mean, and, and another thing is like, I'm very, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've been given in, in my, my life and my career. And, and you know, um, I've been fortunate that, you know, I've, I've been born in, into a race team and, and I've found a passion for it and, and I share that with my dad and, and that's something that not many people get. So I think if I can share that or, you know, some of the knowledge that I've been open to, you know, through either either my dad or, or my family there or just the people that he knows and, and have helped me, like, um, you know, when I was in Formula Ford, Mark Scaife helped me quite a bit. Um, Paul Radisich in New Zealand has always been really good to me and, and you know, Neil Crompton. Um, I see him quite often and, and, you know, these, these guys that have been in the sport for so long that, you know, I've been able to learn from and, and I think I can share that. So, you know, why not? Yeah. And you are one of the more holistic um, drivers. Um, so you're quite um, into your health and wellness. Last time we spoke, um, you were doing the, like following a paleo way of eating. Mm. Um, are you still doing all of that kind of things and, or has it increased or decreased? Are you doing plant-based um, yeah. now or anything? No, How yeah. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the word of the week, so I was just throwing that one in there. Um, but yeah, so, so how's, how's it, how has it differed or has it changed? Um, I mean, a little bit. Definitely differed. Um, I mean, I think you. I think I'm always learning, and and you know, everything's always evolving across the year and and changes in my training and and racing as well. So I mean, I feel like. I've actually made a lot of improvements in my fitness this year. And, and that was because I sort of was forced to rest more. Like I was, you know, someone that was probably always doing too much. And now that I'm going to race meetings, I'm trying to be as fresh as possible. So it, it was probably the first year where I really rested pretty well into every race meeting. And, and um, you know, by the end of the year, I was, you know, fitter and stronger than, than I ever been. And, you know, I found that quite interesting, but um, frustrating at the same time, because, you know, everyone always tells you to rest, but I, you know, I'm, I don't like sitting down. So it was always a bit like that. And um, yeah, I think with the food side of things, like, uh, you know, I just eating more and more all the time. And, um, you know, I work with someone from locally in Albury now, um, a bit closer with some of my training staff and, and we can always talk about how we can improve different things and, and upping the vegetable intake. Even though I think like I always I eat so many vegetables, just being like that paleo and whole food way it's pretty much like doubling it again and it's, you know, it's hard, but and hard to get the consistency in with that, especially with travel, but you just try as best as you can. And, and, um, you know, I can't be perfect all the time. That's for sure. But, you know, I've been pretty strict paleo for six or seven years and I made some adjustments this year. Um, but they works for me and, and I'm learning. Yep. And as I said, there's no right or wrong thing and it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle thing. So everybody yeah. needs, do whatever eats and exercise what, what's best for them as opposed to doing what the norm is. Um, yeah. So you are right into your fitness training. Currently we've got the world record for burpees. <laughs> 870. Mackinac, tell us why you chose burpees. Oh. Is it a love-hate relationship thing? Oh. Um, yeah. And how did it all come about? Well, like, was it for charity or was it just a mindset thing? It's a bit of all of above, I think, you know, I think, I mean, why the question was, I still ask myself a little bit the same <laughs> uh, same question, but it's just something I happen to be good at, I think. And, and um, I first did a charity with a thousand burpees um, for a local charity in, in Beechworth. And 
and uh, you could do them solo or in a team and, and there was probably 30 or 40 people there and there was six people doing it solo um, and I was one of them and, and I finished like 40 minutes in front of the next person and it wasn't a timed thing, it wasn't a race or anything, it was just I just wanted to get them done as quickly as possible. So if I stopped, you know, just more time that I had to do them. So I just pretty much didn't stop for the whole thousand. And um, and then someone said, why don't you go for a world record? And I didn't even really think it was a thing. And um, and I've always watched a TV show and I've always wanted a plaque on my wall. I've always wanted a plaque. And I had no idea what it would be. I knew one day I'd, I'd get one. And, um, and it just happened to be that I was good at burpees. I looked up the record and... Um, yeah, I sort of jumped on into it and, and, um, and ended up getting the record. I mean, I think, um, I think burpees, it's that love hate relationship, but I've always loved them because it's got a bit of everything, you know, it's, it's such a functional movement. And I think it's, um, I think it's something everyone should be able to do. I mean, you, you know, you, you should be able to get down and, and get back up and especially for people that are even older, like it's, you know, if they have a fall, they need to be able to get back up. So as um as simple as as breaking it down into that um and then doing the extreme of you know an hour straight of them but yeah i guess it's um it's just one of those things that came around and and i really like learning about how far you can push yourself so that was definitely a challenge for me (laughs) well congratulations um i know i personally won't be going for that record um but yes i fully understand and agree with you about the functionality of doing a burpee and hope everyone does do them. Um, but I guess your love for burpees maybe um, have developed through your own, like you're saying, you love doing research. You're always trying to better yourself within that 1%. So you recently um, taken up your Cert 3 in yeah. um, personal training or fitness instruction. Um, not quite yeah. Exactly. Um, um, three and, and that was something that just, I mean, I've been training for so long now and, and, um, you know, I've had a few people ask me some stuff, some, some information about their training and if they're what they should and shouldn't be doing or, you know, just from, from my experience, I have, you know, I've done some pretty stupid training things in my, in, in, you know, in my career and, and, you know, luckily none of them led to too serious of injury where it, it stopped me doing a lot of things. But, you know, I've had cracked ribs and um, from, from a mountain bike accident and um, a from go-karting as well and and that really hindered my training and then I would try and come back too soon for it and re-crack it and you know I did that a couple of times and you know stupid as it was I learned um and again it was in the off season but still wasn't smart um so I thought I want to get a certified sort of thing just so if someone does ask me a question I can sort of say at least I'm sort of half qualified for it you know yeah so I think uh, yeah it's interesting yeah. So, um, are you going to do that as a side hustle, or is it just more so for your own knowledge? You were wanting to do that. Um, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it enough yet. Um, you know, once I finish it, I'll see how I go. I mean, if if you know people want help with their training, I'm absolutely happy to help out and 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 work with that. Um, but yeah, I haven't really decided. I mean, I, I do like my training, and um, but you know, I'm so consumed with. Um, with that and, and sort of doing some coffee stuff at the moment. I love coffee um, as well. So hopefully hope I've been roasting um, my own coffee beans and, and hopefully we'll um, have a bit of subscription service for that um, coming up in the next six months. So, um, which is pretty cool because I absolutely love coffee and I think I'm too short for crappy coffee. So uh, yeah, that's something that, I, that I've got going on the side as well. 
That's so random. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, yeah. If you if you ever see my house, it's like, no, I've got I've got a coffee machine. I've got I've pretty much got every kind of way to build make coffee you can uh-huh. think of and, and more. So um, I've always dived deep into to coffee for the last you know, few years. And do you drink a lot of coffee on race weekend? Um, I've drink coffee all all the time. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's race me or not. I mean, I'm pretty mindful of it. I um I used to have a really bad tolerance for coffee, but because I just sucked it up and kept uh, drinking it. Um, I've sort of built a better tolerance, that's for sure. But that's the best idea. I, um, I was referring to the diuretic side of effects. <laughs> so. yeah. um, oh, no, I don't really have that that much of a problem with that. Um, I feel like it's more like the jittery thing. Like I can, you can get a bit nervous. I feel like you get more nervous if you have them. Um, but I think that's that's something I've learned along the way when it's like when I shouldn't and should have coffee. Um, but it's... But because I have it every day at, at home, pretty much. Um, when I was going, I, I went to a couple of race meetings and wasn't having any, and I would get to a, you know that time of day I would normally have my coffee and be sort of craving that, and that so that's something that I make sure I have at the track as well, um, just to keep in my routine because it is pretty built in my routine at home. So we are about a month away from round one of twenty twenty. What what's happening at um, Jones Racing for Jones Racing? Oh. We have a whole lot going on at the moment, actually. If you if, um, if you walk in the in the door there, it's um, people will be running around everywhere a little bit. It's it's pretty flat out. I mean, we're expanding the team and and going to four main series cars. I think we've got um, six or six or seven new employees um, at the shop as well, which is pretty big. I mean, we're uh, we're up towards 60, um, 60 personnel at, at at Brad Jones Racing, which is pretty crazy i think when i started working there we had 25 so it's um it's crazy how much we have grown and and the things that we're doing and um but it's it's super exciting you know we've got a couple of new drivers coming in and that fourth car as well and and then we're still helping out in the super two and super three category or, or kumo category that um we've been running in for a little while now too so um yeah we've got plenty going on that's for sure and do you still go and help mechanic on those other cars on the Super Series and the Kumos? Or were you still in 2020? Or um, now that you have the first year, you're really going to go tackle your mindset and your race um, craft differently? Um, I think it's, uh, it's going to be up in the air at the moment. We're sort of still sort of searching a little bit for mechanics. So at the moment, I'll be um, probably working even on my own supercar at the moment. I'm just tinkering around there. And... Um, yeah, I'll be keeping a pretty close eye on just how some stuff is running there and, and um, you know, making sure that we're all, you know, crossing our T's and dotting our I's and whatnot. And, um, you know, because that's, it's always nice to have someone there that's um, sort of looking around. But, you know, it's, it's also difficult to have that, you know, because it can be sporadic when I'm going to be there, um, you know, with some sponsorship stuff or, you know, you, you're coming in and coming out a little bit because of that. And, and that can be difficult. So, just um, getting that routine there is, yeah, super hard. But um, I'm definitely going to be trying, hanging around more, doing a bit more mechanic work because it's it's something that I enjoy and it's and it's all part of that racing um, background for me. Yeah, and apart from the social media sides of sponsorship, have you been finding that you're having to do more meetings and more, um, yeah, personal appearances and stuff like that? Yeah, it's getting a bit more. I mean. Um, you know, I'm still not the busiest of drivers out there. That's for sure. I mean, um, there's, you know, I'm sure there's a few that don't don't ever stop going traveling around. But it's definitely getting more and more. And the sponsorship side of things and the partnership building is is getting harder than ever. That's for sure. I think um, you know people are pretty 
holding on to their money pretty tight with with our regards and and are always hesitant to to sign up to be to be a, a partner and and you know you've you've really got to show them the value that you can give them um which is taking more and more time whether that be corporate stuff or um because you know when, i guess you know as, as they say we're not just a billboard anymore so um you know we need to show that they that they're getting the value from it fantastic and so what has been your favorite thing about stepping up or the favorite thing about 2019 ratio? 100% just more racing. I mean, that's it's what, <laughs> what I've been in the sport for. And it's, um, you know, you, you don't test away from the race meetings, which is kind of frustrating. But, um, you know, and you, you're going from race meeting to race meeting, trying to learn and adapt. And, and every time you learn something from one race meeting, you go to the next one with a new set of challenges, whether that be a different track, different setup, um, and, you know, just... Well. <laughs> and weather and you're trying to manage all that so one thing you may learn from one weekend and you're trying to build on for the next one you may not be able to because the circumstances are different so it's um it's kind of just keeping that mental log of all the things that you learn and and how you can keep keep building on each each part um so i think that's probably the the main focus for me even in 2020 is just you know keeping calm and um in your mindset and and keeping calm and hungry obviously but um <laughs> It's just, yeah, I think you've got to let it fold and, and see what brings. I mean, I've probably had a few things last year that didn't quite go to plan, whether you know, we had some mechanical failures and um, some mishaps there, but it's, um, it's all part of it and, and we'll build on it. And I've learned uh, a, a lot from 2019. And are you still the smallest driver? Wait, oh, wait. <laughs> I would have to say so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty light, so I've put on a little bit of weight, which was... I feel like you bulked out a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was, definitely, it was definitely planned as well. I didn't just start eating hamburgers, but uh, yeah, I think it, it doesn't hurt. You know, I don't have a weight restriction. I can be 85 kilos if I really want to be. Not that I'm going to be, because I think I'd have to eat way too much food for that. But um, yeah, I just changed my training up and, and put on a bit of size, which is you know, something that I, I wanted to do. Fantastic. Well, we wish you all the very best for um, season two in 2020 of the Supercars. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to what the years are going to unfold. I mean, there's a lot of changes within Supercars itself and, and within the BJR Supercar team. So I'm uh, really looking forward to it and, and hopefully learn some new things off, off Todd Hazelwood there as well. I mean, he's, he's new to the BJR team. So that'll uh, definitely be, be uh, a refreshing you know, start for him and, and for us. Yeah, it's fantastic. As you say, like the team is growing, so you're going to have all that data now to share amongst yeah. the team, um, you know, with his Super 2 and the Kumari um, Cup as well. So we wish you all the very best. Thank you again for coming on being our guest. Um, of course, all of Macaulay's um, details on how you can follow his journey will be in today's show notes. And I um, highly recommend you um, signing up to his weekly blog to hear his thoughts. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Becca. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in motorsport coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.